It's time to grab your book and your nipples. Snatch 22 Podcast. Hello and welcome to Snatch 22 Podcast, where we read and rail on ridiculous erotica. I'm Croy. And I'm Tatia. (laughs) Hello. I look over and see a ghost getting sucked out of you. A banshee of swords. (laughs) As I was yawning. I'm Tatiana. (laughs) Hi. Delightful to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm always here. Always here. I'll never leave. I live here. I am here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This week we are reading My Woolly Mammoth Boyfriend by Whitney Fox, which, thank God... It was consensual. It was consensual. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, how, to, how to put, they got it was consensual. Just because a lot of the time you see a beast in the title, you're like, oh, here we fucking go. Can't wait for the rape on this one. Yeah. Hooray. Just Who treating women right everywhere. Who rape? Okay. <laughs> just a nightmare. Just an absolute nightmare. But no, this is delightfully consensual. And weird. It gives the average woman goals. <laughs> oh, sure. Well, at least as far as like dating someone who treats you right. Yeah, get treated right, ladies. Gentlemen, too. Get treated It's definitely right. tough. The visuals are a bit tough because it's absolutely a woolly mammoth. It is a miniature one, but it's not like, oh, he's a humanoid woolly mammoth. He's a woolly he's mammoth. A, he's the wooliest mammoth. So he's very, it's it's a tough visual to get past. And some of the things I don't necessarily understand. So like one one minute the tusks will be around her face and sometimes they're on hips. Yeah, as far which as I skipping ahead, but tusks are not prehensile in any No, way. no, no, not at all. But I mean, I guess he's just like, it's, it's very hard for us to understand. Yeah, so yeah, he might us. just be like moving his head up and down. Would, would it make it easier for you if... Because he is very much an actual woolly mammoth in this, but he walks upright. He doesn't walk upright. He doesn't? No. Because he drives a car, so he's got to be, like, bipedal, you think. We don't know how these futuristic cars work. I, I, maybe I like just... that you put them in the future. I got them in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure, like, okay, if this is, like, a new species, not a new species, but, like, something that's coming into fruition as far as, like, ooh, now they're a part of society, kind of like Billionaire Dinosaur did. Yeah. I feel like, okay, the future has brought this new thing taking over or being able to be in. That's what I thought, because obviously it didn't happen oh, in sure. our past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, as far as we know. Okay. I, there were some really nice cars back, you know, with the dinosaurs. But it's fine. I digress. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I was going to say, do you want to try and, like, lighten the blow by casting an attractive brown-haired, green-eyed band? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Who's, in, who's got green? Because they say very distinctly, he has or, emerald eyes. And he has, like, ancient eyes, they he say. Has ancient well, emerald green-eyed eyes. green-eyed actors. Yeah. Green-eyed, sexy, brown-haired male actors. Oh, we have, what's his face Channing Tatum, hello. Um, oh, who the Jensen fuck Eccles. is this? Who? Oh my god. Lance Bass cast. Ah! cast. I would never fuck Lance Bass. What? I used to love Lance Bass. I was so in love with him. Paul Rudd. Ooh. Okay. Jude Law, Jared Paladecki, Channing Tatum, Tyler. That's who he is. Tyler Hoechlin. Hoechlin? Jensen Ackles, Paul Rudd, John Hamm. Oh, I would. He is a woolly mammoth. John Krasinski. Big, big dick. Uh, oh yeah. He, you know what? But I know that you're not attracted to John Hamm. I don't care. But it matters. It matters. If we're going to be having sex with this fucking... Oh, how about that? Jackson Rathbone. That's right up your alley. Have a look-a-roo at this. Yeah, he is. How the, what, what is he from? How about him? I mean, he looks nice. Yeah. He looks like he would be nice to you on a date. Sure, he's wearing a hat. Cool. Yeah, Jackson Rathbone. Wearing hats, having green eyes and dark hair. Welcome to your your future. Your woolly mammoth future, Jackson Rathbone. All right. In the spirit of things horrifying and smutty... 
Let's get started on My Woolly Mammoth Boyfriend by Whitney Fox. Oh, he's a Sagittarius. Anyway. Oh, is he? Oh, yum, John. yum, yum. Is he Deacon 2? Oh, uh, he's Deacon 3. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. And only, you guys are all going to have to experience too. It says in very descriptive words halfway through the book. It's like a little too late that this woolly mammoth has a very deep voice, a very deep and sensual voice. But because we found out too late, you're going to get the voice that Tatiana gave the woolly mammoth, gave our our babe. So we'll get there when we get there. I'm excited for everyone to experience the hotness. Oh, man. It's just unacceptable. All right. First sentence. Nicole, I'm not expecting you to fall in love with him or anything. Great start. We already know what's coming. We already know all the stuff are coming. Oh, yeah. Like, cool. We're going on a date. You're trying to set him up with a dude. So, Shelly and Nicole are two Beyblade best friends who are hanging out and talking in an office. They are scientists. (laughs) Apparently, we find out later, scientists. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I Oh, no, I wonder because how the fuck did these get brought back? Maybe they're responsible for, like, the DNA, like... That would be a, something. that would did not come up, but that would be a great plot twist. I'm sure that yeah. the author would also love to know about. Tell, let Fox, her know. You let gotta know. know. Nicole is sitting at her oak desk, pulls her glasses off because she's smart, feeling nervous about her upcoming potential date with Roger Claiborne. This will be her first date with anyone in half of a decade. That is a long time. Also, and less importantly. Roger is a mini woolly mammoth, which is also a problem. Because apparently there is a very strong prejudice against woolly mammoth in this universe. That may or may not be relatively unimportant to the story, but they tell you anyway. Yeah, he doesn't really seem to come back a lot, but that's fine. No, not at all. It comes back once and then fizzles out just as fast as it ever came. And Shelly's like, bitch, you're not that busy, and he's definitely a catch. You should at least try with him. Shelly goes to send him a text, but Nicole keeps putting her off. She's nervous. She's never been on a date with a woolly mammoth, let alone a miniature one. Yeah, that's what the real problem is. She, 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 mini. Never, she never mentioned like a gargantuan height. She definitely says he's like thick, tusked, and broad and all that. She says he's tall, but I wonder how tall he is. Then what's like a normal woolly mammoth would be really big, I guess. And are we going by shoulder height or head height? Because that's how you measure dogs differently. What's width? Whoa! Mm. We know some woods are bigger than the rest. Yeah. Hey, don't and you I'm spoil it! it. I'm yeah, yeah. Head. She's nervous. <laughs> <laughs> so she's never been on a date with a woolly, let alone a miniature. And if maybe just to make him seem like a little big, but not like too horrifically big, maybe you want to make him like six, 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 seven. Shelly's like, oh, girl, I dated a woolly back in college, and only his family wasn't cool with it. Again, the prejudice apparently eking in here doesn't really circle back, but whatever. It doesn't circle back. Nicole lives vicariously through her friend Shelly, and she always has, experiencing her life through her one-night stands and spontaneous trips to Mexico for dental work, which is absurd because we just had someone over last night who <laughs> was telling us that she went to Mexico and had a horrific dental nightmare. Yeah, I can't even believe it's, it. The world is a crazy place. You know, it's know really just nuts. Thing. No, I, I would never. And after the story we heard last night, I still would never. No. Even more so. The thing about the crying, she was saying that, like, if you run out of anesthetic or, in worst cases, if you just don't have it to begin with, the nurse will just, like, pat you on the shoulder and be like, like shh, 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 Like, while you're getting your teeth ripped out of your head. <laughs> I, just get me out of here. I, just hit me in the head with a pan. <laughs> Good night. 
Nicole stops for a moment, staring at her blonde, big-breasted friend, as you notice when you look at your friends. I do notice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, well, your friends, nipples like, are great. Oh, man. I'm really torn up, and, man, Toddy's boobs are just there. They just exist. Wow, and so does that helicopter. <laughs> it sure does. Well, hi. But Nicole ponders for a moment. Okay, I... Are you hearing this helicopter? It's unbelievable! Are they in here? I'm scared! Oh my god, the floor is literally Oh my god, I'm scared! What the hell is going on? Okay, it's moving past us now. That was frightening. That was They may not be lot. able to hear it, but we should add some in post. Add helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just take the soundtrack from, from Apocalypse Now. Just, oh, good. Like, this sounds hectic. Wait, is that Mel Gibson? No. Who is Apocalypse Now? That that I think you're thinking of Apocalypto? Hold on. Ah, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I think that's Apocalypto. It oh. absolutely is. Um, yep. Oh, he directed that. And then Apocalypse Now has, like, um, Mel Gibson and Sheen. Okay, but he's still in it. No, not Mel Gibson. I didn't mean to say Mel Gibson. That was Damn it. I was like, what? I meant to think Marlon Brando. I don't know why the fuck I said that. That's Francis Ford Coppola. Oh. And Martin Sheen. It has Marlon Brando. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't Dennis Hopper, Robert Duvall. Sorry. All right. Well, then it's, we're going to make a Apocalypto helicopter out of Spears and Coconuts. Also fun. <laughs> Both are great. Nicole stops for a moment, staring at the booby friend and says, Booby. All right. Why the fuck not? The date is on. Hell Yeah. Shelly is so excited to set up her two friends, Roger and Nicole. Nicole and Roger. Hey! Oh, trees. Take that forever. And Nicole is trying to not act excited, which is so hard. So hard. She but, wants to get plowed. It's tough. She does. She wants love. Well, she definitely... It's time for her to get back into the dating scene, even though her heart still hasn't healed from her boyfriend from five years ago, which we will learn nothing about. I was actually fine. pretty curious, though. Yeah. Like, I mean, a fuck? heartbreak that lasted for five years is a hell of... What's that love story beginning with? Yeah, what, were you what, married? Um, was it a, um, like a phoenix? Maybe a griffin? Or um, oh, a, maybe a saber-toothed saber tiger? A lawnmower? Oh, I hope she was married to a lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in this universe, I, I will put absolutely nothing past Absolutely that. not. A milkshake maker? Help us. Oh, I love that. I would love that. But ugh, this is icky, and we were both kind of like, ugh, when this came up. But she's like, maybe Roger will fix me. Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, that's tough. Don't, don't, another human being will not be your band-aid. Fix yourself, and then jo- join with somebody else. Yeah, it's a, it's a big burden to put on anybody, and no matter who it's coming from, it's just not fair. Mm-hmm. Work on yourself. It's interesting, too, because it's such a big old popular dodge to be like, like, I'm looking for my other half. Uh-huh. And instead being like, no, I'm whole. I'm whole. Let me find another whole person. And then, holy shit, we're awesome. Holy. That was good. I, oh, yes, you. yes. I was there with you. I knew where it was going. And I respected right. you along the road. Oh, good. Maybe Roger will fix her. No. Ew. But if not, at least he's a good distraction. Also, kind of ew. But whatever. Also, it's all disgusting. These are people. As long as you're open with each other. Yeah, and a woolly mammoth. <laughs> we're people and a woolly mammoth. Roger's got feelings, too. One week later, Roger pulls up in a swaggy red convertible outside of Nicole's house with his chestnut hair all flutter in the wind. He was carrying orange and red flowers in his tusks. How chivalrous! Her heart raced through her tight black dress. But what if I hate him? What if he only wants sex? Can I get out of this? Her anxiety spiraled, but she couldn't leave him outside in the cold much longer. She opened the door and sees the flowers resting on his thick tusks. This will come back in later, these thick tusks. Mm, thick. <laughs> Meaty t- no, meaty. She, she literally never mentions anything on his body except for his emerald eyes, and then she's like, thick tusks, thick trunk. I think it's the thick. trunk, yeah. Thick booty. She and a fine booty. ass, yeah. And a fine ass, fine. A fine ass. Roger offers the, the bouquet. The, ah! 
<laughs> Roger offers Nicole the bouquet. She sniffs the flowers happily. And then here, we hear our, our hero for the first time. <laughs> and again, I, I do remind you. I do take the time to remind you that. It is said uh, a few sentences too late that he has a very deep and robust voice. That's sensual. Ancient and sensual. So instead, this was Tatiana's voice. A lady like you deserves to be treated like a real queen. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> this voice will not leave. We will not replace it. Nope. It's here to stay. No takesies, backsies. No takey backies. <laughs> and like the sweetest words ever, though. Like, oh, that's very nice. Oh, thank you, sir. Okay. 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 You're a pretty lady. <laughs> Nicole puts the flowers inside before heading out with Roger, the polite and thoughtful miniature woolly mammoth. He opened the carter for her. Wow, he is the nicest guy she's ever dated. He's getting big points in her book. Big points. I gotta say that, like, she seems to have been going out with assholes. Because she says, says, like, this guy's the nicest guy ever. He actually came to the door. I'm like, Christ above. Like, that, that is your bar. Have you ever been given flowers on a date? Like, not from a boyfriend, but on a date? No. I haven't either. Oh, I feel a little bit better because I thought I was the only loser. No. But I, honestly, I don't no. know how I would. I don't know if that's just like a people are awkward now. Like, like that's everyone feels so, so scared of being vulnerable and being cheesy or being lame. But honestly, I had such a, um, what's the word? Like a, like a expectation or no, 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 that opposite. I had such a, like an insecurity where I oh, think adversity. Uh, yeah. I think if someone had given me a flower, I think I would have cried and left. Like it would have made me feel so unbelievably uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Why I felt- is that? I don't know. I think I felt like I didn't deserve flowers. And so, like, someone doing Daddy. that to... It, it was a genuine thing. I felt like that with um, even my first boyfriend. Like, I think he one time gave me, like, a flowers for a Valentine's Day that he got from his boss. Um, so, it's like, he didn't buy these flowers. <laughs> he got them out of the ground. Good on you, baby. Or whatever he did. And I think I, I like, cried. Like, I, I was like, I don't know how to accept this gift. Like, I had a very hard time accepting gifts because I was like, I, 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 I don't know what to do with this. Mm-hmm. Really interesting. I don't know where they really came from. But I'm much better now. Oh, I feel you. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, it also, too, in these modern times in which dating is so different, I don't even remember the last time I was picked up for a date. Well, also because I definitely would get murdered. You know, feel me? like I used to. I thought that was the right choice until I had a first date with somebody where he picked me up, and then I was like stranded with him at this awful speakeasy. Oh god! And I was like, I will give anything to not <sighs> be here. Anything. But I guess it would also. Ooh, yeah, maybe that does come into like people judging you or thinking it's cheesy because then if you, since you don't want to get murdered, and you go meet them at Shea Applebee's. Oh, Applebee's is a great first date spot. Everyone, listen up. Applebee's. If he was sitting at the table for a long time alone, maybe they would wonder, like, do these people think I got stood up? Or, like, do I look lame? Do I look dumb? Like, or, I don't know. I wonder, I wonder, like, if it does matter that much to, I don't know. I feel like if I, it's so tough to say. Damn it. I'm, like, spiraling. Just because it is such a careful game now where it's, like, if you meet up with someone... They're like, oh my god, you're trying so hard. You seem desperate. You seem clingy already. Right? And like, like, we're, we're already no. under these things. Or even like, the, like you know I am the biggest, baddest feminist that has ever graced this earth. Well, that may not be true. But I'm pretty high on the list. Pretty ragey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think there is a degree of like people not being taught chivalry because it's viewed in some forms as being sexist. It's like, oh, don't treat me like a flower. Don't treat me like this, like a dainty whatever. And I'm not saying that's how, uh, like, everyone feels or all feminists feel. Like, I definitely don't think that's the case. But I just feel like the there comes, like, an up and down when we have these t- conversations because sometimes it could be interpreted in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And being like, hey, I'm cool to pay half or I'll treat for you and you treat me. And I think it, it gets transformed into I'm so uncomfortable. I don't know what to do with myself. I'd rather not do anything. It's such a bummer. 
Because it's sweet. Not even just like, well, guys should be doing this or I miss one guy. Like, it's really sweet when people do this. I just wish that people were doing things for each other instead yeah. of everyone being tepid and worried about like, do I not look cool? Am I being too much? It's like, if you like someone, maybe it's okay to be a little too much sometimes. Mm. Which, is, which is really funny because actually I was going to tell you this. I totally forgot what happened what? to me at, um, at like coffee shop where um, there was a couple and they obviously were a couple. Like they were at least dating. I don't know if they were like official. Impossible to know. Um, they were early to mid 20s. Decently attractive couple. Mm-hmm. Caucasian, if it matters, um, and she, she orders, please God, <laughs> ancient eyes, orbs, um, and she orders a oh God, what does she order? It just doesn't matter. Um, so she orders something, and then he orders a drink, and then she goes reaching for her wallet, and he's like, "Oh, did you want to pay?" Really innocently, she goes, "Well, I mean, you're not supposed to ask me that. You're just supposed to do it." Oh, and I was like, he's no, like, no, oh. No, 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 no. He's like, oh, well, I'll pay. And then he, like, grabbed his card and paid. And she's like, thank you. And I was like, I'm nauseous. Like, I'm genuinely uncomfortable. Because it wasn't Ugh. that. It's like, look, either put up, treat him, or let him pay. Or, or if he says something like, oh, did you want to pay? Be like, oh, I'm, I'm cool with whatever. If you want to treat, that's fine. Or I'll get you next time. Like, anything would have been more uh, or, like, now you're offering, but you didn't do it in the way I wanted you to. You shouldn't make me be in the situation. Oof. It's like, so passive-aggressive. It's, it's so assuming. It's so... Ugh. It's just so gross. Like, just say what you want. Just say what you want. But also, don't use people on Tinder dates for fucking meals. Like, don't do Well, it. I don't think it was that. They definitely had more of a... I mean, they might have met on Tinder. I have no idea. But, I mean, like, they definitely had more of a... This wasn't a first date. Like, I've seen many a first date, and I love them. They're always uncomfortable. Um, but this doesn't seem like someone who's... Dating? No, they definitely like seemed like they were dating. Like boyfriend and girlfriend dating? I, or well, like... they're impossible for me to know. Yeah, but yeah, they, yeah, they definitely had like a a dynamic together. Okay. You know, so you could tell that they had some kind of a relationship. Mm. I just wasn't sure if they were like, we're officially yet. But she definitely, and he definitely was working hard to work at it. But I was like, this is uncomfortable. Bummer, yeah. Oh, what a bummer. But it was really fun to witness. Because then, so then like she's waiting to give me money and he's waiting to give me money. And I'm like... I actually tell them, I'm like, I gotta tell you guys, this is very uncomfortable for me to be a part of. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, here, here, just take this. I'm like, good on you. Like, like, whatever. Oh my God, just get me out of here. Somebody pay me so I can go cry in the corner. Like, get me out. Two passive babies. Oh no. He's yeah, right. one passive, one passive aggressive. Yeah. Two weenies. Two no weenies resolution. in a skillet. Oh. Everyone, don't be them. And if you're listening, don't be yourself. <laughs> Whoever you do Try are. your best. Try, Try harder. Best. Try harder. But back to Roger. Uh, that was good. Roger's coat was light brown, almost dirty blonde with emerald eyes. Yeah. The streetlights illuminated them as they drove in his red Corvette with his hoofs. She found him immediately attractive. You know what? He doesn't even have hoofs. They're just big flat stompers. Hoofs is the wrong word. I shouldn't say hoofs. They're just like the big meaty Pow. fist things. Fist, fist feet. Fist feet. Fisty feet. And those tusks. She remembered Shelly once in the office saying, You know what they say about a woolly who has big tusks? They have a big dick. Get it? Get it? Get it? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, anyways. Roger leaves Nicole into a hotel lobby, heading straight for the elevators. And Nicole's like, Whoa, 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 whoa! I am a classy, upstanding woman. (laughs) Why are you taking me to a hotel room? No way! But Roger says, Oh, the restroom. <laughs> oh, the restaurant on the 14th floor is supposed to be the best spot in town for dinner. 
I didn't want this to look forward or imperious. Good word. Like, wow, how intelligent. Mm. Does he have a brother? No. Oh, yeah. Clayton. 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 I love Tarzan. <laughs> Clayton. His innocence was obvious. So Nicole jokingly forgives him in the elevator, which will come back later. Mm. They enter a huge and lavish restaurant lobby where Roger says, Two for Claiborne. <laughs> Presumably holding up one meaty hoof thing with no fingers. No fingers. And they are seated in the back of the restaurant away from all of the other patrons. And in this universe, you know, the prejudice was addressed against woolies and theoretically interspecies relationships. The waitress says all of the other tables are taken before rudely dismissing them. But Roger didn't seem to notice, likely because he was treated poorly forever. So Nicole decides to not mention it. I mean, that is the last we'll ever hear about the prejudice. Which was fun, though. It was yeah. a great little throw-in that they doesn't tried. matter. He tried. Mm-hmm. Roger sips Merlot somehow. Okay, now I'm imagining these two feet fists holding a glass and, like, smashing them. I imagine they look like puppets, like, from Sesame Street. <laughs> like, so silly. <laughs> He's sipping Merlot, and he asked Nicole, Tell me about yourself. Shelly told me a few small facts, but I would love to know more. You seem like an interesting gal. Like, oh, don't lie to me, idiot. <laughs> Love will smoke on my ass, you loser. As the night passed, they split a bottle of wine, shared some laughs, very stimulating conversation, and made googly eyes at each other. <laughs> at the end of the night, he drops Nicole off, and they talk at her door. He calls her refreshingly intelligent and a true beauty. She says he, she had a great time, hoping he would lead in for a kiss. They stood there, staring into each other's eyes, with the moon shining down. Roger leans in, Parts his big furry lips and kisses Nicole. Gross. Right on her old mouth. Gross. Mouth a roo. Gross, gross. His tusks wrap around her face. Weird. Almost protective of her. Strange. She falls instantly and feels loved and cherished, and her chest fills with a rush of blood from the passion. She's overwhelmed with it. I love feeling rushes of blood, let me tell you. Mmm, straight to all your favorite body parts. Hey, oh, my nip nips. Oh, sweet, straight to my armpits. <laughs> Roger looks her in the eyes and says, I'd love to take you out again, Nicole. I'll give you a call. She'd love that, too. He walks back down the driveway towards his car, and she enters her home, leans against the door like every movie ever after a good fucking date, pondering the evening with such joy. She never thought she'd be attracted to a woolly, but he was wonderful. And you think he's not wearing any clothes at all. You think he's ass naked. Yeah, I do. Because also they don't mention later on taking off any of his clothes. Good point. Okay. Um, I'm going to stick to it. Because they call him a businessman, so I put him in a navy suit with like a nice dark red tie, but... It sounds great, but also it's <laughs> so funny. I can't even believe it. Armani. Um, I just feel like it would definitely be referenced. You know what I mean? Like, you would definitely yeah. reference, especially during that scene, because it, it, otherwise it literally comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like they would want to, like, paint that picture of, like, unbuttoning his... T- you know, blah, blah, blah. Doing this, doing that. Yeah, especially they were really descriptive about her... Her outfit, outfit so... We're skipping ahead. I'm, I'm so we're sorry, everybody. Ahead. I am the worst. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what... Um, I'm going to stick to that. I'm going to stick it to my guns. All right, he's naked as he's hell. He's naked as hell. Naked as the day he was born and the day he will die. Two days passed, and Roger hadn't reached out to her. What a duck! Ugh! She was paranoid and upset and nervous. We've all been there. Oh, oh my God, every single day. Oh, my God, my life. Was she not hot enough? Successful (laughs) enough? 
Nicole shares her All fears of the with above. Shelly. And, oh, God. Can you imagine, like, look, so, uh, going, talking to someone from a different country, being like, I feel really upset. Like, I went on a great date with this guy, and I don't know if I'm hot enough for him. Here's a picture. And they're like... <laughs> What? No, yeah, I think you're you're fine. Like, there are war in other countries. They they should be thrilled. Yeah, good for you, lady. Good for you. At any rate, Nicole tells Shelley all about the date and says it was awesome. But asked, had Roger mentioned anything to her about Nicole? Maybe. Maybe. I can't even. When is the last time? This must have been. Four or five years ago, at least for me, that I was that giddy and was, like, asking somebody, like, uh, so you hung out with them. That's so fun. What did you guys talk about? Do you talk about <laughs> me? What? I, I guess if there was any avenue I would have had, I would have absolutely done that recently. Been like, mm-hmm. He's so silly. Shelly has not heard from Roger, which is a bummer. She's really fond for him. But Shelly says, nah, he's probably just busy. He's a very important business mammoth. And to give him just a couple more days. But if she doesn't hear anything, to move on. Because it's a dick move. Which is, like, solid advice for Smut. I guess that's super solid advice. Also, in what, like, goddamn universe? Um, they must not be that close. Because if, like, you knew something about, like, a guy I was interested in. Like, if you knew him. And I, and I wouldn't just be like, hey, someone has he talked about anything? I'd be like, girl, have you heard the deal? Am I dying or what? <laughs> Am I shaving tonight? Like, help me. I tell you everything. I would tell you, you every single thing. Thank Anything you. I knew. And everyone should know that. Well, I mean, Shelly's just underdeveloped and vapid. It's that's fine. fair. No, that's fair. I'm just, letting, I'm just letting the world know. That's how friends should be. Yeah. Best friends. Best friends. It takes me right back to the best friends in prison thing. Like, a, a good friend will bail you out of jail. A best friend is sitting next to you like, man, we fucked up. We done fucked up, but we were together, baby girl. But yeah. we were together. Yeah, we did. Do. We did. We did. Done. done. Shelly and Nicole hear a, a kerfuffle coming from the receptionist. A gasp. A smattering of gasps. Shelly and Nicole can't see anything, but when they look around the corner, it's Roger! Hey! <laughs> holding gifts and flowers, being ogled at by a bunch of female employees who, none of them are prejudiced. I was going to say, like, that's like, a perfect damn. time for yeah. them to put that back in there and be like, he was being so sweet, so handsome, and yet all the women didn't like him. But it's, like, mm-hmm. weird. So then there's it also, like, sexualizing certain cultures? Because, I mean, you could say it's kind of a reflection on, like, everything uh, in America. Racism. So it's like you're cool to sexualize maybe, but not to actually get married. To or... like give respect or anything like that. Interesting. Maybe that was what they were trying to go for. I can't give Whitney Cox that much credit, but I would love to. <laughs> I simply cannot. I, I just, I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if it's possible. I will not. But Nicole waves Roger down. She feels so special in front of all of her coworkers. Roger winks at her and approaches saying, Sorry I haven't reached out. I've been swamped at work. <laughs> he asks her out on a second date. Yay! Quote from Nicole. Everything he did was perfect. He had me in the palm of his massive foot. Ew. Stunning. Stunning. <laughs> We're all drenched. <laughs> so Nicole accepts. Roger smiles and hands her a box of chocolates with his thick-ass trunk. You gotta know it's thick. She tells you a lot. Thick. She grabs the chocolates, accidentally rubbing his masculine hide as her hand dragged back. She's getting turned on now. Craving him. Craving that body. Craving that gravy. Trying to get with you and that booty. Nicole says, I got work to do, but I'll walk you out. So she leads Roger towards the elevator, checking out his fine ass. She notices, oh, his tail looks so soft and plush. Ew. And, and it's funny because when usually when I read this, even if they're weird, it's kind of like there's moments of like, ooh, sexy. But then you remember that you're reading something like this and it's like, 
Ew. Man. Yeah. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Oh, if she no. never mentioned the tail, it'd be like a little, more, a little more, a little more okie-dokie. Yeah, but now I'm imagining like this humpback fucking elephant thing, and I'm like... He's just a, th- a thick, lame, droopy booty. Like Eeyore booty. <laughs> Eeyore booty. <laughs> I'm always going. Oh, no. The voice is even kind of similar. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look what I've done. <laughs> but here we go. Roger and Nicole enter the elevator. And Nicole takes one look at him and hits the emergency shut-off button once the door is closed. What are you doing? He asks. I can't help myself any longer, Roger. I need you now. Take me. Nicole grabs him and they begin making out hardcore in the elevator, which is a dream. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He was an excellent kisser and it was making her all wet. He was getting harder and harder, running his tasks down her womanly curves. Tasks? Tusk. Running his tusks down her womanly curves. Help us curves, all, please, God. Squeezing her ass. Fuck me. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. She whispers into his woolly mammoth ear. Do they have big elephant ears or little, like, yeah. perkies? No, no, I think they definitely have elephant ears. Let, let, it let, makes let, sense, let but, you know, who is the time? The you time know what? Time? Wait, I am actually not 100% sure right at this point. You got little pooper ears? Not quite pooper ears. Some of them, they're definitely not big as big as elephant. Maybe they're little pooper ears. Show me the pooper ears. Look. Oh, uh, yeah. Interesting. They're kind of in the middle. Well, yeah, we'll call that a happy medium. Yeah, right? But yeah, they're definitely not as big as the elephant ones. Well, no less. She whispers into his medium-sized mammoth ear. Oh, good. Medium-sized. Roger's tusks and trunk begin to undress her in the elevator, revealing her matching black lace bra and thong. Which we said, nobody is wearing. She either had to be preparing for some kind of sex. Not a fucking chance in hell. It always happens in all these eroticas. These women are getting undressed, having random spontaneous sex, and they look hot as hell. And I'm like, I want the realistic one where it's like, man, thank God I didn't wear the period ones, but I guess these do. I was going to say, like, I'm in my SpongeBob period panties and like a sports bra. Please find me hot. God damn it. God damn it. Help. Nicole gets down on her knees and looks up at him, spitting on his massive woolly mammoth shaft and beginning to jack him off. (laughs) The girth is thicker than her wrists. Maybe she's got small baby cancer wrists. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. She sure might. Kind of like little rake handles, I guess. Small baby cancer list. That is, I'm going to put that right up there for you with premium. Yes. My God. Well, you know, my mom has like abnormally small wrists because I think my grandma smoked when she was pregnant with her. So her wrists are like ridiculous. Oh, they're ridiculous. Get out of here. They're ridiculous. I won't talk to you when you're Ridiculous. Like Get out of here. Nicole is going through excitement and horror at the thought good. of getting fucked by this mega dick, which is good. That's it. That's Healthy. one of the most normal thoughts anyone had in any of these eroticas. Roger tells her to stand up. Oh, stand up! <laughs> and Nicole gets pushed against the wall by his big goofy hands. Goofy hands. <laughs> he big, rips off her thong. Hands. Somehow, he must have weaseled his whole fist in there to like tear her auntie's thong. So, so articulate. He probably can't finger her. He can't. Oh, you know what? He rips off the thong and feels her up with his trunk. Mm-hmm. So he weasels that little nose mouth down yeah. into, her, into her undies and I'm, tears them off. I'm surprised they didn't fuck her with it, though. You know what I mean? Spoiler. 
<laughs> I'm just saying, I'm shook. I'm shook for both of us. I am too. And then the no tusks, like it. Right, they set us up for that. They kept talking about how fucking thick it all is. Uh, Show us how thick it is. <laughs> yeah, please demonstrate. I think even though if it was the tusk, it'd probably like cut her and pale her or something. That or... does sound really scary. But, but the trunk's silly. Like he could right? blow wind in her or like that sounds cool. Kiss Queef her city. I do a really good queef. Have I done the queef on her yet? No. Hold on. <laughs> it's just like subtle and it's like like that light wind of the little uh, fart or <laughs> nice queef nice queef check yeah. this out <laughs> queef <laughs> queef boxing we are fabulously talented women wow. oh, oh since it's been a long time this episode brought to you by taco bell and denny's hire Thank our you. queefs our yes, queefs are the, the queens of queefs we're the queens queens of the stone queefs of the stone age oh so gross Yay! so gross but back to the smut <laughs> roger rips off nicole's thong and feels her with his trunk yeah. she is drenched Roger presses two feet against the elevator and forces his massive penis inside of her vagina. They shouldn't even use the word force because she's super on board and super willing. And I don't think he really has to force it. He's just kind of like sliding on in. He is, but it's just that something that sucks. It's great that she's getting turned on by pleasuring him. And that totally happens. Like, that's great. But it would have been also awesome if he literally tried anything to get her wet. Like, whether it was like... Sucking on her nipples, kissing her neck. Playing with her clitoris with his trunk. Yeah, like going right down on her. her. Like, why? Why nothing? So it's like, I guess she's ready for one of the biggest dicks of her life. Like, some foreplay, please. And it's crazy, because again, a lot of these books are written by women. A lot of these books are written for women. And some like yeah. one of the more comedic ones now are like across the board. But you would think that women who are writing for other women would go into detail about their unbelievable orgasms. Or I think we've only or ever foreplay, had one... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Have we only had a single a single male in in our books yet who has foregone his own orgasm just to be like I just wanted to pleasure you? I feel no. like there was one. I can't but... remember. We'd have to go through book by book Ooh. for me to like try to think about it because I definitely can't remember. Definitely wasn't Santa. Absolutely not. It definitely wasn't Jack Jackie and the Beanstalk. Not Tila Tequila and her no. star ass. <laughs> There's no way. But yeah, you would you would just think that there would be a lot more like women writing for women to have yeah, these right? amazing orgasms. Did you know pigs have thirty minute orgasms? I wish I was a pig. Oinker doinker do. Mm-hmm. Get oinked anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're really bringing home the bacon. Get out of here. They're gonna pork. Don't be such a ham. Oh, ah! porking in the elevator. <laughs> Nicole's eyes grew wide as she felt his girth fill her. Holy shit! She moans as he penetrates. Just you wait, he says, <laughs> humping her from behind. Oh, this was a point for us both because we were like, oh, 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 oh. He's got her like chest up against the elevator, and he's like doing her from behind. Also, mad sexy. Yeah, if it wasn't a fucking mammoth, mammoth. <laughs> a, wool, a miniature woolly mammoth. Maybe this whole time it was actually David Mammoth, the playwright. Yes, but David Mammoth. Do you want to have sex with David Mammoth? Have you seen how he looks? No, right? No. Is do you he want to? abysmal? Of course I do. Of he's course not, I, do. I love David Mamet, but he's definitely not hot. I mean, sure, he's talented, but let's get, a, let's get a look at that massage. Here you go, Angel. Take a look. I'm sterile. Good. Good. I, I'm sterile. I can't, so I can't ever have kids now because talented. of that man's face. <laughs> he might be gay. Yeah, I'm not sure about that, though. Well, you know. Gay. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that hasn't stopped some of our protagonists and antagonists. True. 
Is he straight, gay, pan, bi? You know what? I don't know. It doesn't tell me. That's okay. In this world, we'll go straight back to having Jackson as our blue mammoth. Oh, please, God. With Rock his soft bone. and plush Rock tail. Oh, good. So Just gross. like Eeyore. Ugh. So, uh, where were we? Uh, just your wait. He's humping it from behind in the elevator. Roger is sending Nicole into new territories of pleasure. What, what is that like? Mm-hmm. It's like he'd been fucking for centuries. Which she keeps calling him ancient-eyed and ancient-talented. She is overwhelmed. Her legs are shaking and her knees are weak. She can't seem to stand on her own two feet. Ooh, we'll get into this. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, please, you gotta have Elvis. Have my back. I'm in love. I'm all fucked up by a mammoth. A woolly mammoth. <laughs> Named Roger. <laughs> he drives Corvettes and he runs a business. <laughs> drives a Corvette, means business. <laughs> Doesn't wear a suit and he has a nice ass. He means business. <laughs> we threw out the formula of that song two sentences in. If even. It just kind of became sentences. Half-assed Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> just off the rails. It's fine. I don't think we need to apologize. I'm embarrassed. Are you? No. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> Ooh, the best quote. I looked up, seeing his monstrous feet pressed against the elevator wall Ew. for leverage, his hips gyrating rhythmically. I felt so special being taken from behind in an office elevator by this wild beast. We're all grossed out. Special's just such a choice word. I've never been having sex with someone and been like, I'm special. I've just been like, ooh, yeah. Like, how, more like, how did this happen? Why did this happen? But never like, this moment is special. Really? No. No. I mean, after you're laying there, it's like, this is a special moment. But mid-sex, no. I'm like, blacked out and feral. Trying to carve my virginal score counter into my headboard. Like, wow, I got another one. I true. You've done that once. Oh, like, it's so crazy. No, never, it. never, never. I, I love that. Yeah. Oh, oh praise be. I've, ne- I've never had sex with a virgin. And God bless you. And God bless you for that. Like, everybody, everybody's got to. At the, for everybody is that at one time or another. And it's not like you can't fault someone for that. But, oh, boy. Oh, boy. My experience was just piss poor. So I can't, I can't apply my experience to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Roger cupped her boobies with his trunk boobies. as he hit her G-spot effortlessly. Doesn't happen with his penis. Also doesn't happen. G-spot is like up and in and around the corner. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Up around the old corner room. Nice try, Roger. Nice try. But we'll, we'll give him A for effort. Roger spanks her ass with his trunk. And within moments, Nicole and Roger both climax. Good. We've had some very sexless, lady cumless stories here recently. Even though he didn't really fucking try, but that's fine. Yeah. Shrek She's like, his life. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, Fiona never came. She did not ever come. But also, like, I don't know. This is just, like, ridiculous. Like, the fact that she's even coming from only vaginal penetration is, like, it's, rid- almost ridiculous. It's The odds are way slimmer, right? It's way, oh, way slimmer. The way slimmer. Also, she's had sex in five years. Homegirl does not remember well, what it's like to have sensitive. a body. <laughs> so. I, yeah. Yeah. Roger, ugh, I hate this when they do this in, I was saying when they do this in cum, when they hey. do this in smut or porn. Roger comes inside of her, shooting warm mammoth juice deep within, letting it drip down her legs. So, to recap, they've been on one date, and they're fucking in an elevator, and he is now 
in this universe, we don't know if the genome would match up where they would actually impregnate her, but we don't know what they're the running the brings. risk of pregnancy and STDs. If he's also been around for centuries, she sure. doesn't say he's ancient. He's got to have something just naturally. He seems something. very meek, though. He's yeah. obviously, he's experienced, but he seems yeah. so meek that, who's he hitting on? I, I don't know. Where's he hitting on him? Trucks. Does he have a brother? Uh, you say trucks? Yeah. <laughs> Tru- he just walks up to trucks. Excuse me. I hear you've got a pussy. <laughs> Please let me in. <laughs> oh, could I hang out with that? The truck's like, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, is he talking to the truck? Yes. Oh. And then when he's approaching, like a woman in a truck, like, Bore. so he's like walking okay, to a good it. old tailpipe. Yeah. Oh, that was where my mind went. Your orifice stings. Wow, we're having a day today. Yeah, for real. Maybe they're off to find a woolly mammoth fucking a truck somewhere. I'm fucking a truck. Fucking a truck. It's my fucking a truck. Nicole kneels down and kisses Roger's penis. Least favorite quote. <clears throat> I wanted to make sure all of his seed had been sucked out. Fucking yuck. Fucking yuck. She looks it all up like a little lunch treat. Like a lunchable. Like a lunchable. <laughs> a, little, a little munchy crunchy lunchable. No, I don't want the cheese on my cracker, but Ooh. leave the ham out because it's wet. <laughs> okay. Fucking ripped with sodium and protein. Wow. Oh. Oh, I'm just drowning. Oh, just leave me the candy. Lunch. Think you have a crunch bar in there? Ooh, <laughs> Ooh his nut. I can't. I hate when people say a nut. Oh, it's so gross, right? I don't get it. I like don't. bust a nut. Like what? What nut? Oh, like a nut. Like a like a ball. Like you bust yeah. it on your ball. Who knew? Okay, fine. I still don't like it. No, it's so gross. But yeah, I feel you. A bust a nut. Even worse is I nut. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I guess like. Came. Came is like pretty universally okie dokie, yeah. like jizzed. Jizzed is even like really it's a immature to me. It, I think Come it, is perfectly fine. Like, why is that like a thing? Yeah. Orgasm's a little formal, but. It is. It's like penis, vagina. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a, but it is a technical term for it. But, you know, coming is like just, please. It's just coming. It's like kind of sexy, but still not like gross or funny or deprecating or anything. It's just like, I'm just coming. How about, how about ready with me? Ready whip me? Ready whip? Like ready whip is the whipped cream? Oh, you know how you like shoot a hot load of sour cream right in my taco? Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> With like string cheese. String cheese into my eye, you loser. Yeah, get out of here. Gurpy, nerpy. <sighs> so she's eating his calm. She wants to make him come again, though. So she deep throats him while she's just casually licking jizz off of his penis and off her face and whatever. Roger's legs begin to shake as she reaches back and rubs his epic balls. Epic. Epic balls. balls. Please, what are epic balls? Do they shine? I hope so. They, they perform magic they play tricks. Music. Oh, did they do your taxes? Uh, please, that is a magic trick. Oh my God. Nicole's nearly gagging on his thick cock, causing her, causing her, who am I? Causing her to choke. It's too much. Roger comes all over her face, blasting a massive load onto her, and she could not see. She couldn't even see. She's licking and swallowing what she could. So she's literally foraging for the own sperm on her face, the way that it's worded. Like, I was trying to get what I could, literally just eating frosting. I'm so hungry, I haven't eaten in days. Oh, no. I was lost in the jungle. I was saving up. Oh, gross. And she goes, oh, you taste so good. She moans through the layer of cum. Oh, dripping off of her face. That's so gross. Roger says, you're such a good fuck, as he helps her up with his tusks. <laughs> Nicole has never come so hard in her life. Mm-hmm. She wipes her face off with her undershirt. 
apparently going to go back to work casually that way. She stuffs it in her pocket, which we all know women don't have pockets. It's so tragic. Take it up with corporate. Take it up with corporate. That's why they make purses for us. It's all a system. It's just the man holding us down. The patriarchy! Patriarchy, the patriarchy. Okay. Roger's never come this hard in his life either, which is nice. It's nice that they're mutually experiencing this together. Mm -hmm. That's nice. He apologizes for getting jizz in her hair. She says, "Mm, I'll just wash it off in the bathroom. Maybe not keeping in mind that there's security cameras in the elevator. She has to exit the elevator in front of all of her coworkers. Walk to the bathroom covered in jizz, smelling like jizz. Whatever. They make a joke about, how about that second date? And Roger quickly becomes her boyfriend. Her sex life went from zero to 100. She calls him a freak in the sheets and a classy businessman in the streets. Very descriptive. She's just waiting for him to put a ring on it now. Fingers crossed. The end. Gross. So, for the fact that it was a woolly mammoth, if we could just, like, suspend our disbelief, it wasn't, like, ooh, mad sexy descriptiveness or anything, but it was definitely, like, ooh, elevator fantasy, which is cool. Yeah, I mean, like, if you just put, insert literally any other creature in there, that'd be fine. Jackson Rothbone. Please, Jackson Rothbone is Sagittarius asshole. He's Sagittarius. He's Sagittarius. Yeah, Sagittarius. He's Sagittarius. He's got a Sagittarius. Ew, that's too close to Saggy. In fact, it would be spelled the exact same way, except for yeah. S-A-G-G-I. Yeah. Um, uh, are you giving him a rim job? A boing. A boing. <laughs> but he's so chivalrous, too. That's like, oh, that is really sweet. Well, like, yeah, at least the, like, the male protagonist, whatever, is like a, like a nice guy. Upstanding, yeah. consenting, whatever, all, all the good stuff. So this could be worse. It was just very hard to get oh, yeah. past the mammoth part and for the fact that it is tongue-in-cheek like obviously no one that we know of at least if you are power to you no one that we know is attracted to a woolly mammoth it's like they wrote this with a hot dude and then they just swapped out the mammoth they don't really comment on like they don't really build this comedic universe around it it's just like no this is a, it's just smut which is interesting they don't play it up as horror it's just like true blue smut yeah, interesting it's fair it's all fair very interesting yeah Yes. Well, that sex may have been great, but we're going to give you something better. We're going to give you Improv Erotica. Improv Erotica. Oh, my God. I'm very excited. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a long time. because they're lengthy and heavy on the brain. Oh, yes. Aren't they just? But don't you worry. I will I will narrate. I will narrate. And act. Or, is it, or I play I'll both. I'll narrate and act. All right. So, in the spirit of the recent Emmy win from SpongeBob SquarePants. Tom Kenny! Good job, Tom Kenny, you baby boy! You're so strong and so beautiful and talented. In honor of the SpongeBob SquarePants Emmy that was awarded to Tom Kenny, this week's erotica, improv erotica, will be featuring Squidward Tentacles and Sandy Cheeks. Howdy! (laughs) Are you gonna be Squidward? Yes. Okay. Hell yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Well, then let's get it started. Ah, bikini bottom. (laughs) So calm. So peaceful at night when all the fishes are asleep. We find out and about on a little shopping trip for clarinet piece. Squidward tentacles. He looks into the store window, realizing he can't have what he wants because it's closed. He thinks to himself, How? I wish I had that clarinet piece. I was looking to play with it all night long. 
in his dismay, he threw... I'm just like Count Chocula now. I'm no longer a French man. Oh! You have a baguette. You have a baguette. You have a baguette. Ooh, ooh, a baguette. There is a baguette. There is a baguette. He... He... Squeed... Squeed... He begins walking back towards his home. Solemn from his lack of mouthpiece to play with. When all of a sudden, he sees sandy cheeks. Well, howdy, Squidward. What are y'all doing out here so late at night? I can't rest my mind, because I have so much talent and nowhere to put it in. Well, Squidward, she thought bashfully, looking up and down his many long and wet appendages. Oh, this is gross. <laughs> I'm looking to hang out if you're looking for something to do all night. Squidward could not understand the meaning. Did she want something more than just a friendly hangout? He inquired. Sandy, are those cheeks good for stuffing? <laughs> well, I've got some nuts for you. Well, it ain't Thanksgiving, but I'm looking for a stuffing. Well, I hate everyone except for your tits. Let's go to your globe. No, never mind. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Let's go to my house. Well, all right. <laughs> Sandy and Squidward hold tentacle and paw and walk slowly, deputly, and sensually to Squidward's giant head house. SpongeBob looks out of the window and prepares to be annoying. <laughs> SpongeBob, this is the time for adults. Fuck off! Ah, ah. Fine. Sandy blushes. Who am I? <laughs> it's not your fault. You're playing nine characters, so save yourself. I'm crying. Sandy blushes, always wondering what it would be like to have SpongeBob holes wrap all around her little head. Air and Squidward enters a head house, and before they can make it to the bedroom, he throws her against a pile of clarinets. He takes off her helmet, which drains the water, and then Sandy realizes, Oh shit, I could breeze underwater. Oh, what a bummer. I'm into auto-asphyxiation. Auto-erotic asphyxiation. I guess we'll make it work. You can still choke me, Squidward. With which tentacle? I wish you'd choke me with all of them. Done deal. <laughs> now, let's see what you got under that suit. I hope it's big areolas. Squidward undoes her astronaut suit button by button while making out furiously with Sandy's mouth. That isn't making out. Sandy realizes it as he undoes your buttons that he has not yet begun to choke her and she has become very curious. She grabs his other tentacles and wraps them around her throat, turning a most beautiful and erotic shade of purple. Check me out, Squidward! It feels great! Squidward is getting a bonair. His bonair is growing and penetrating through the bottom of her astronaut suit. I am hard as coral right now. Luckily, I don't have any pants on. So just go to town with those cheeks of yours. Your ass cheeks. Well, looky there, now I'm naked as a butt shake in a field. Get up! <laughs> Sandy turns around and presents her giant plump ass cheeks. 
she moves her fluffy tail out of the way, and Squidward moves his tentacles from her throat, which she totally enjoyed consensually, by the way, <laughs> and wraps his tentacles around her boobs while slowly moving his moist penis into her bottom hole. Alright, I hope you don't nut too fast. <laughs> I'm gonna show you there's something better than Texas. My big dick. Are you ready for the thunder? Let's talk more rocks, pretty boy. I'm ready for you to put it inside me and shoot your scene. Squidward obliges. He pushes with so much force into her Squidward thrusts in and out, cupping her squirrely boobs. She is a sea cup because of the sea. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> oh, Sandy. Did you make any inventions that were similar to a vibrator? And do you have it on your person? Well, shucks! I should think I do. Yep, here it is. It's a cock ring with your face on it. How sweet. I didn't know you thought of me that way. Oh, fuck. I've been using this bad boy to pleasure myself for the last six months. No need for that anymore. Sandy, oh, Sandy swivels her hips back and forth, accepting his tentacle as he thrusts and thrusts and thrusts. What took you so long? Sandy was feeling selfish. She thought to herself and then made a decision. All right now, Squidward, y'all gonna go ahead and cover my butt, and I wanna blow my load. Squidward obliges. Frosting, 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 and then he pulls up and shoots a hot load of jelly jam all over her fluffy tail. I'm gonna use my squid ink and rub it all over your fuzzy clitoris. How do you like that? <laughs> I like it! <laughs> Sandy lays onto her back, heaving, anus full of sperm. Squidward spots her legs and begins to go down on her with tenacity, leaking and slurping. He slides in not one, not two, but six tentacles, flopping around. Oh, call me Dirty Dan. Dirty Dan. And now Pinhead Larry. Pinhead! Now come. Squidward went down on her, and Sandy could not control herself. She cupped their boobs because this happens in a lot of porn. It must be great. She cups their boobs and then unleashes a flood. The amount of water in her aquarium drain tank onto Squidward's face, drenching his nose. They lay there in post bliss, and they spoon, dripping in jelly jam, happy in love, and enjoying each other's bikini bottoms. The end. Somebody's got to applaud for us. It might as well be ourselves. God damn it. If you don't tag Tom Kenny in this, I don't know who you are. I'm going to fucking hand deliver to him personally. Be Good. like, baby boy, look at this. We actually are having Roger Bumpus at our next convention. That's embarrassing for him to hear my squid with my own Squidward. Please tell him. <laughs> oh, so sensual. It's always so fun taking your childhood and just fucking it right Ruining in the face. it. Ruining oh, yeah. it. Ruin it. Ruin it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Soiled it. Check out our website, snatch22podcast.com. You can find all of our social media there. And be sure to like us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. Subscribe to us and leave us a review. Next week, we're going to be reading Putin and Trump, a sexy bromance by Will Smut, along with some other Trump erotica. Mm -hmm. Hey, you know what? 
Thank you so much for listening to Snatch 22 Podcast this week. I'm Croy. And I'm Tatiana. And I'm Sandy. Squidward. See you next week. Be sure to come for the books. Bye.